Oh, man, what a good time. A classic, timeless, nostalgic, classic. Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast, the review edition. And this is your colorful perspective into Scoob. Scoob exclamation point. Scoob. Scoob. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, your favorite minorities are back. And the report is in. I'm here, your boy Raul. And with me, I got Mr. Shama and the lovely. uh... Are you confused? Am I not lovely? There's no words in the world that can describe his feelings. Is that the word you want to use? Are you like. No, you know, the lovely producer. Do you not think I'm a producer? Are you questioning that? Uh, Of the pod, Dre. I love how you're not answering my questions. No, you Uh, cannot find good words to describe you, you know. That's that's it. I'm sorry. How is that a good thing? That's it, Shama. That's it. Shama knows. You can't find good words to describe you. Shama knows. No good good words enough. No good words enough to describe you. Like, you know, the thing is when you're ESL, okay? Yes. English is a second (laughs) language. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes the words just don't come to you in English. You know, and I could throw a bunch of Spanish words that you put your, you haven't learned it yet. So you're just going to look at me like I'm crazy. But Shama understands. Yeah. Because really Shama, sometimes you, you have like lots of words to say, like lots of feelings that you cannot find the proper term to, to, to gather all these feelings and emotions and great things. And sometimes bad things, you know, to throw <laughs> at the person in front of you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All, all the ESL people out there, you know what we're talking about. You know it well. And all the ladies out there know that Raul's completely full of it right now. Do they? I don't think they know me that well. How's everybody doing today? How's your day been? Pretty good. I ate at a food truck today. Well, we both did. Food truck? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we were more excited because like, we haven't eaten at a food truck in a while. And yeah. there's one at the apartment complex. So yeah. we're like, ooh, food truck. And then we tried it, and my meat was overcooked and dry. And what else did I have an issue? Here's your struggle. Here's, here's the thing. It's like, so first off, before we even get to the food, like the idea of a food truck is both exciting and scary because food trucks notoriously have pretty good food, right? I feel like if you know, if you know a good one, but also are notoriously expensive. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is a big issue. Um, but we went. We were excited. We let it go. Uh, there was a long line. It was particularly long because everybody was standing six feet apart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it felt like the Make, line was makes really sense. long. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Were you wearing and, masks? Everybody was wearing, were wearing masks? Sure. Okay. Um, we were outside. No. And no. then and then, um, then we get out there and we're, we're with my sister-in-law. My sister. Uh-huh. And so then we get up there to order. We order first. Then she orders. We get our food, like as in Des and I, get our food before the person that ordered before us gets their food. Oh. And then my sister-in-law doesn't get her food for like another 20 minutes. So we're standing there with our food hot, getting cold. And then it's inside this like insulated container that's just oh, keeping it cooking. Until the temperature cools down. So then it gets cold. So now it's overcooked as opposed to if we had eaten it fresh. Her fries are a little bit soggy. They're not fresh. 
Um, luckily, the tostones were still good. The fried green plantains. Um, how are your maludos? Huh? There was one that was really good, and okay. then the other ones not so much. Mm. Um, the chicken had good flavor. Like my chicken had good flavor, and if I had eaten it fresh, like I know it would have been really good. So my sister-in-law got to eat her food really fresh, but ours was sitting in our hands for twenty minutes. It was Caribbean food, but it was um, Haitian food, which I like. I've never had specific Haitian food. Like I'm Puerto Rican, and all I know is Puerto Rican food is the greatest Caribbean food. Sean, what is your experience with Caribbean food? Um, it's C- Cubans considered Caribbean food, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think my favorite was Cuban. But then uh, when when I knew you like and then like you introduced me like to great Puerto Rican like dishes like made authentic at home and like uh, in 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 your great way of cooking them I think Puerto Rican is my favorite now and my experience with the Haitian was so bad I was on a cruise I think like ten years ago or nine years ago and it was like uh, our lunch was like Haitian cuisine and it was horrible horrible Ooh. like really like and that was my only Actually, no, I had like another experience at, uh, in DC at a Haitian, uh, restaurant, but it's a very small one. I just remembered now, but, um, I don't think it was great. I just like, since it didn't give an impact on me, like the, I, I only remember like the bad one at, uh, on the cruise, but, uh, Puerto Rican is my favorite. Do you remember all the great Puerto Rican food you've had with me? No, everything like, guys, when I go to your house, you have like great food that you make. So. And, and you're still missing so much. You're missing so much. The biggest issue with, with you eating a lot of Puerto Rican food is so much of it contains pork. Yeah, you told me this. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it does. Too, too much, probably. It's to an unhealthy degree. Um, like Puerto Ricans, like on the island, like the rice, if it's a yellow rice, like a seasoned rice, it has pork in it. The beans have pork in them. You know, like they put, they cut up pork and put yeah. it in the beans. And that, like everything is flavored with like ham or something like this. So like you have to go to a place that caters. So like, hey, can you, we need no pork. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. But I definitely think we need to do a trip to Puerto Rico. It's like Puerto Rico, I don't fry in my home. Puerto Rican fried chicken is like the best. It's not breaded. Oh, it's it's not really breaded. Well, so it's like naked chicken, really well seasoned, has like a, like a bright color to it and it tastes forget it out of this world mm. yeah one day so, shama how's your day uh it was a normal day like but uh i'm enjoying the time with my daughters um lily like my she's in my daughter she's in second grade and today was her last day of school and they did like virtual Aww. graduation ceremony yeah it was so cute and um lena told me today's friday i told her yes like this is my youngest she's she's four and like she will be five like this summer so she told me today's friday i told her yes she told me oh can we have like uh, friday fries i told her what is that she's like fries on friday i thought like is that like something she said yes we just like eat fries on friday I don't. I don't. I didn't hear of it, but like we we can make this. You know, like what else you want to eat next to the fries? She's like, we can eat like chicken nuggets next to the fries. You know, like on Friday. So I to, uh, so to be like nuggets and fries on Friday. She's like, no, it's Friday fries or fries Friday. <laughs> One of them, and she kept like insisting for two hours that today is like Friday's fries or fries Friday. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. And, so basically, uh, today at least she was telling you she wanted Chick Fil A. 
no, she's like, you know, guys, like we are like the most like, oh my God, like we should be like, like shareholders at Chick-fil-A. Like she talks about Chick-fil-A every day. Like, can we have lunch at Chick-fil-A? Lena, we are home. Like we can make nuggets and fries. No, no. Like, can we go to Chick-fil-A? You know, like, please, you know, every day. Crazy. Oh, actually, since you mentioned this, so I made like the chicken nuggets and the fries and I made like corn on the side for corn on the cob. And so I made like lots of fried food for them. So Lena asked me, can I have a barbecue sauce? I told her, yes. She's like, can I have Chick-fil-A barbecue sauce? I told her, no, I have like regular barbecue sauce. She's like, oh no, I cannot eat like my, um, like this way. So dramatic. I cannot eat my nuggets with no uh, Chick-fil-A barbecue sauce. So I mean, I think we have one in the fridge and I found like two in the fridge from, uh, from Chick-fil-A that like we expire in September. <laughs> well, do you fry your corn? You no, said, no. You said corn on the cob. We had a lot of fried food. Yeah, like I mean, like, and, like I had lots of fried food, and I added for them like corn on the cob, so like not for them not to yeah. be uh, eating like only like fried. Uh, right, right. But actually, since you mentioned this, like uh, I was talking to one of my, we were walking outside today, and one of my neighbors told me that um, that uh, he, he was trying to make like uh, the dir- dir- dirty corn, like dirty st- like the street corn. Street corn. Yeah, he put dirty it like, corn. Is that what people call it? Do people call it dirty actually, corn? Actually, he told me dirty corn. Like, that was the first time to hear. Like I, I always called like street corn. You know. Street so he he, he put like um, uh, parmesan and olive oil, and he put it in the air fryer, and he told me like it was fantastic. So I told him I would try it one day. Yeah. So, but I just like I boiled it and I made made for them like regular corn on the. Oh, the street corn doesn't get parmesan. It's got I'm pretty sure it's got cotija. Right? I don't know. It's like he said, like that's what he did at home. So. Well, you know, people should also do it at home. They should consider giving the show a follow at Report Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and subscribing to the website for any and all new content. That is mreportpod.com. And send us an email, mreportpodcast at gmail.com. Today on the report, we're talking Scoob. There's an exclamation point. There is an exclamation point. I'm trying to say it. <laughs> uh, so, Scooby and the gang face their most challenging mystery ever. A plot to unleash the ghost dog Cerberus upon the world. As they race to the top of this dog apocalypse. <laughs> the gang discovers that Scooby has an epic destiny greater than anyone imagined. Was- was this synopsis out before the movie? Did we never read the synopsis before <laughs> we watched know. the movie? Actually, that's a great question, Desiree, because I think if this synopsis was there before COVID-19, like, it would be fantastic. <laughs> wow. It's a better... Wait, what are you saying, Shama? I'm saying the synopsis sounds horrible. So I feel like... I, I tell you, it's exactly... The synopsis sounds better... Than the synopsis for Unhinged, I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So, Scoob is directed by Tony Cervone, maybe? I don't know. Uh, and he he's 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 mainly done a lot of like WB cartoons like Tom and Jerry Looney Tunes. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be his first theatrical release. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was but he 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 has a lot of like experience with like Tom and Jerry Looney Tunes, that kind of cartoon. I think he's done a couple of other uh, little Scooby Doo things like straight to TV things. Uh, it's written by Matt Lieberman, who is wrote is one of the co writer. Uh, oh no, no, he wrote uh, the Free Guy movie that's coming out. Oh nice! And he co wrote Playing with Fire, Shama's favorite movie. Oh my god, I don't. Oh my I, I god, that's, actually, that's not <laughs> promising at all for Free Guy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, another writer is Adam Stickiel. 
Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Uh, he's no. He did Rampage. He wrote Rampage. Oh my God. Okay. Da, 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 da. Yeah. The the rock. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, Johnson, a horrible movie. Oh, my God. Jack Donaldson. This is actually his first writing credit. And Derek Elliott, also his first writing credit. Oh, hard luck, guys. Yeah. And it is starring Zac Efron, Will Forte, Mark Wahlberg, Gina Rodriguez, Amanda Seyfried, and Jason Isaacs. Great cast. Yeah. So, man, how, how do I tackle talking about this movie well you will you guys let me go on a rant yeah. for, for oh, a second please do you have a choice go ahead no you don't <laughs> have a choice so because <laughs> i'm such i'm at such a loss with this movie like so, so anybody that's listened to the last couple episodes or uh, actually for the last couple of months i feel like we've mentioned it a couple of times since they announced this movie um i, I was pretty excited for it uh also if you listen to the show you know i don't really like animated movies um i can Right in the recent past, I can remember two movies, two animated movies I was excited about, which is this one and Onward. But I grew up with Scooby and the Mystery Inc. gang. They make up a huge part of my quote-unquote normal childhood, right? And I say quote-unquote, and for those that haven't heard me talk about this before, like, like I, in my household, we, we, we grew up pretty poor. Um, though at times we didn't even know it, but we had one television in my household. For a very long time. My mother controlled that. It was her television. It was in the living room. And if she was home, we were watching whatever she was watching, which was usually Listen, a right, horror film. Rightly so. Aside from the horror film thing. <laughs> if the woman who's paying for the television wants to watch the television, that's fine. It's no yeah. shame. Oh, I'm, I'm not shaming. I don't care. I loved it. Um, I, I, yeah, I loved I, I don't have any bad memories of it. Well. I have one scary memory, but like besides that, I I really enjoyed my childhood as like a five, six, seven year old, like going to school and talking about these old horror films, you know, talking about Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and talking about how much I loved uh, Michael Myers. Like I just, I really, really liked Michael Myers. Um, I was obsessed with him. I wanted to dress up like him for Halloween, but I wasn't allowed to because my brother wanted to dress up like him for Halloween and I wasn't allowed to wear the same thing my brother wore. It's messed up. It's messed up. Which is funny because he liked Freddy the most. Oh. But but I, I he came upon the mask of Michael Myers at some point, bought it, and I wasn't allowed to wear it. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. I'm still bitter. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so like so like she you know she called them uh, película de misterio. You know uh, she called them mystery movies, but really they're horror movies is what she wanted to watch. Um, anyway, so I but the few the little bit of time like maybe she was at work and I got home from school. I would put on cartoons if if ever, and and I was I, it usually it was Scooby Doo. Um, anyway, it's it's crazy how hard I feel like they they failed at capturing my interest as as someone that grew up with it yeah. and is now an adult, and that's because I genuinely believe that they failed to care about my view and experience as an adult that grew up with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, they made this for the current child generation and not at all for the past generations that grew up watching Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Or or a, 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 a pup named Scooby-Doo, right? Might any chance, do you guys know when Scooby-Doo first aired? 
I know that like it was there like from from the seventies because like my mom told me like that uh, she no was watching. No way, it's that old. Yeah, she so, told me. I, like the one I was watching, I think it was in the eighties because like I remember like I was like four or five when when they started the reboot. <laughs> but my mom had like one. It was in black and white. Like she or like her TV was black and white. Like she was her, like her TV was black. And yeah, white. because like <laughs> my mom was like I think like she told me like she was like ten or something when um, when she was watching it. So what I, year was she born? 1962, so maybe she's like yeah. 70. So the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, aired 1969. Oh. Season 1, 1969. Season 2, 1970. Then they stopped producing it. And then in 1978, they came out with what they called uh, uh, the, the third season. It was really like a, a release of a bunch of episodes that came out later in 1978, something like that. Um, and then 1988, which is what you might be thinking of, a pup named Scooby Doo came out. Yeah. And so the the rerun started even ro- rolling even more because pup named Scooby Doo got a lot of popularity. So they started rolling that out again. Wow. So Scooby is like a major success. Yeah. And <laughs> my entire childhood, I like I was watching the the Scooby Doo Where Are You reruns, and I was watching a pup named Scooby Doo. I didn't like a pup named Scooby Doo as much. No, I didn't. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's. It's frustrating to me that they did not feel the need to inject any humor for the adults watching. You know, I don't know if you guys knew this. Dax Shepard had been attached in 2017 as director and co-writer hmm. for this movie. That's interesting. I wonder who changed I, their mind, I, the studio or him. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I, like, I really would have preferred that. Because even though he does not have experience directing animation, like, I just feel like he would have pushed the envelope to try to bring that humor that appeals to adults. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because I, I just feel like he, he just does that. He's, he's able to push that envelope, and he's so likable that it just <laughs> he gets away with it. Correct. Yeah. Man, and, and, like, there are films recently that have done that really well that have brought that adult to a kid's movie. Like, off the top of my head, like, like who? What adult didn't want except for me. I was uber excited from the trailer. But, like, what parent didn't walk into Dora the Explorer, right? Dora and the Lost City of Gold, thinking it was going to be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. And then, like, I watched it in a sold-out Dolby Auditorium. Yeah. Yeah. And parents were laughing harder than the kids were. Yes, yeah. yes. Me too. I was there. Like, I was, like, laughing. And, like, I couldn't imagine that I would be enjoying this movie like my kids, you know. And they didn't change the character of Dora. No. Like, I feel like the character Dora herself is very true. To the animated character. Absolutely. They found a way. It was just such clever writing. Yeah. To a lesser degree, Sonic, which again is like from a lot of, at least me and Shaman's youth. <laughs> like Sonic was able to bring that. Like kids liked watching it. They had a good time watching it. They enjoyed it. But like they brought some like little jokes that like only adults will truly get and, and enjoy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can think of any other movies like that i don't know i can't think of any that like are remakes but I, disney does disney can do a great disney job, does a good job yeah. like even in frozen like there are things in frozen that the adults are laughing with yeah so it can be done shama you got any examples that you can think of i know i don't remember any recent examples like uh that, that, like sat- satisfied me like the the same way you're talking about like other than um dora and sonic like uh dora is just such a good example yeah, man dora, dora was just so good dora was really really good yeah Anyway, sorry. I know. I know. I've gone on for a while. Uh, I, one more thing. One more thing before I pass on the mantle. Uh, I just want to ask one more question. 
Yeah. What was up with the animation? Yeah, like, I was. Not, wait, like Shaman, uh, were you a fan of it? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Guys, like, like I have to say something. The adult voice cast is phenomenal. It's great, but the style of animation was really bothering me. It is yeah. so yeah, confusing. You know, you know what it felt like to me? It felt. It felt. I don't know if this is harsh, but this is just. I'm just being honest with how it felt. It felt lazy. It felt like um, the type of animation that you see in like those thrown away like Disney remakes or even a TV show. Co- correct. Yeah. Like, it's, like- it's made easy so because they have to do it a lot. You know, yeah. like it's. I feel like they were for me. I feel like they were trying to capture that feel of the old. Scooby-Doo that we grew up with, you know, with the, like, better graphics, three-dimensional, you know. That yeah, but it, it's really, like, it really, you can watch the same technique on Cartoon Network now or Boomerang. Or, like, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even like, like I'm sorry, like, to say, like, poor quality Disney Disney shows, you know, like, it's, I don't, I think this animation was just, like, 10 years ago. Like, I, I didn't expect this to be, like, the, like when, even when I saw the trailer, I thought, like, it was good, you know, like not 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 that bad. I like think it the, looked better in the trailer. Yes, exactly. I feel yeah. like they focus a lot on the trailer. Like to me, this like I don't know what to call it, but to me, the like I call this this animation style confused. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mix of like kind of claymation three D. Sometimes I was like, like, is this claymation? Yeah, but it's like it's animated. It was. It's really bizarre. And what what was up with why was Simon Cowell's head so weird? And his face so small. Yeah. Am I the only one to notice that? When you mentioned it, like the thing about Simon Cowell is because it, they're, he's more. I feel like he's more realistic, and everything is so exaggerated that it just doesn't look right. Maybe that's what it is. What were you gonna say, Sean? Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Like it's because he's a real character. He's a real person. He's a real character. He's well known. People know how he looks like. So I think they were trying like to portray him in this in this way, and it got messed up. And actually, I didn't pay attention to him till you mentioned it now, and I I can see like the irrelevant proportion. You know, it, it's not proportional at all. You know, that was weird. Like the bad guy has a chin that ejects from his yeah. body about a foot. Yeah. Like you can't bring a real person's face to that kind of animation. Uh, the, the villains, like we, you know, like guys, like we, they, they do whatever they want with the villains, and we, like, we accept. Like we, we are that, like yeah, uh-huh. irrelevant uh, villains, like faces. But Raul, Raul pointed out to me that that villain is actually. Yeah, Dick Dastardly, he, he jumped around in those those cartoons back then. He jumped around in, in a lot of these shows, and he was the villain in, like, many of them. He made he's, he's made appearances in, in Scooby-Doo in the past, and he's made appearances in other uh, – I don't know why I'm blanking, but I know I know he, he, he used to hop around pretty good. Because as soon as I saw him, I was like, man, as, it, you, know what, you know what pointed it out for me when, when he grabs a picture of his dog? And I was like, oh, I know that dog. So I decided to look him up, and sure enough, like, them two – they have appeared in many, many other shows uh, of those old, old, old shows. Uh, he wears like that purple suit, I think, with like the purple hat. Um, anyway, sorry, I, 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 I got what I want to get off my chip. Shama, like, I want to know how was your experience watching it with your girls? Like, did they you, enjoy for it? you and with them yeah. seeing it through the eyes of a, like that younger generation? What was it like for you? Definitely, the experience is um, is great. Like to have a, an hour and thirty minutes for the kids to sit down and watch TV. And watch something new, new content for them. It's like 
it's one of the miracles, you know, <laughs> to have like this like uh, look in their eyes. Oh, something new. We didn't see it before. And the movie had its own magic and charm. Whatever movie it is, like, you know, even if a TV show has a new episode, they are excited. But a movie, still a movie. And something that they know that it, they were supposed to watch it in theaters. They saw the poster before and they were having the plan. Because Lily keeps saying, like, oh, this movie will see it in summer. Like, school will be over or blah, blah, blah. So now, like, to watch this movie at home, that's an experience. Uh, if I'm talking about, like, the girls, oh, definitely they love the movie. Like, they, they loved, like, enjoying it. Like, they enjoyed it. They were watching it. They having fun. Uh, I understand that this movie is intended intended mainly for the, for their generation, for the new generation, like for for twelve, maybe eleven and under, and the final product should be appealing to them, you know, more than us. But the point is that like Scooby Doo is part of our childhood, you know, and it's it's nostalgic to us, nostalgic to our generation and older people, you know, like we're talking about like people born in the, from the late seven seventies, eighties, nineties, all these people have been watching the show, uh, and the reruns on the, on TV. So every Saturday, like in Egypt, we used to have like Scooby-Doo playing every Saturday morning at 10 AM for years. We know that like yeah, it wasn't yeah, part of the Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like the same one, like the same episode, like the US. Like we had like to wait, I think, like six months to get like, to, it's up to, I mean, dubbed because it was dubbed in Arabic. But yeah, at least for us, it was like continuous, you know, like we didn't know which. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is the Scooby Doo voice like in Arabic? Oh, actually, the first, like, maybe like the 92, 93, it was dubbed in Arabic. Then after that, I was watching it in English. So, it was, does, he, does he still say Rot Row Raggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the names and everything. But, like, uh, especially with, with Scoob himself, like, he's the same. But, like, um, we had, like, the first first or second season was in the Egyptian slang, like, the Egyptian dialect. But um, after that, they were trying to make it, like, the formal Arabic like nobody that's no nobody's using it just like to be common all over like 27 countries that speak Arabic you know <laughs> so that, that uh, yeah it, it, it's it's nostalgic for me you know like nostalgic for for lots of, of, of for my for my generation so I believe that like uh, since you mentioned that like Dex Shepard was one uh, attached to this sh- uh, project it could have been better like they, they 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 could have made it more uh, integrated to to find the equilibrium to satisfy both the old and the new generation to make the nostalgic people like us happy and the new generation attached and excited for the next sequel like what happened with the kids with Sonic like so, so like we agree or disagree on how the quality of Sonic was at the end as a movie but like we're still waiting for the sequel both you and me and the kid and the, and the kids and everyone you know Dora Dora the Explorer we are waiting for like. Uh, oh yes, hundred percent. And the kids are waiting, but but for Scoob without like spoiling anything, I think like uh, our reactions are 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 showing now. Like how how um, how were you acted to this movie? You know, especially like the, the way the movie opened. It was so promising. Like I had goosebumps. Uh, you know, like I really had goosebumps. Like to to feel like like having like these we oh get so emotional. Like and I got like so attached. Like. I think it's the first time for us to see like the, re- the relationship between Shaggy and Scoob, how it started, like, or as far as I remember, you know, maybe it was one. Yeah. So, and I, I wasn't aware of it. Like I, I consider myself watched, watched every episode that was aired <laughs> in the eighties, like in Egypt. So I don't remember watching it, 
So I, when I, when I when I saw the opening and the opening sequence, it was really good. Like um, especially like with the angles they took, the 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 the, the music, the lines were were good in, in the opening. All all um, it was really yeah, it was really good till the point we had like the great theme, you know, like and the way they they they, they put the theme and they tried like to to put the old animation with the yeah. with the new. Uh, 3d graphics you know like uh, yeah they did like the old like the exact same yeah opening sequence sequence yes yes but with the new the graphics they have for this movie yeah it was weird like little little it was i was like oh my god it 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 was uncanny it was crazy yeah it was it was crazy i I enjoyed that to me that to me that's the only thing that they did to cater to the older generations mm-hmm. that, that grew up with this. The only thing they did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. The, the like the opening sequence, the, uh, including the theme and the way like the, the, the redid the theme in the new graphics was like promising. I felt okay. We are trying like to to uh, give like uh, nostalgia to the to us and attaching the new generation. And then it shut down. It's not there anymore. You know, like the, the, gone, the rest yeah. of the movie. Uh, yeah, like like afterwards, like. I think the next scene, the next scene when when Scoob, uh, when Shaggy, Shaggy like uh, uh, taking Scoob to to his bedroom for the first time, showing him his bed, showing him his room, and telling him this this afternoon I made I made the the the, the tag for, for, uh, I made something for you. When did he make it? Okay, when did he make it? How is he introducing him to his bedroom and he and he's giving him this on this on the first? It doesn't make sense. This should he should like they should have slept together like and slept in his room yeah, yeah. the first night and then the next morning he should have gone made the name for him and give it to him. Did the did the theme song come in before we see them trick or treating? Yes, I believe. Uh, no, 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 no. It was, it was after. the transition. Yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, the the, the trick or treat like uh, yeah, they introduce us to the characters in the in the trick or treat. Then we saw the theme. So so that yeah so this scene was before that like was this, before this, that, yeah, yeah this scene was before that yeah so and then at the trick the, the trick or treat I I really enjoyed like the scene at the trick or treat and the, the haunted, and the haunted house and I really enjoyed the scene to the, the point they mentioned like oh we have like a mini Walmart or like a small Walmart I said like oh yeah, okay weird. I don't like that you know then. I was starting to shut down when they mentioned like um, the Harry Potter universe and then like Wonder Woman and like the superheroes. I understand that they are owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. I didn't mind that. That's really like that. I don't like I it. Feel like, I feel like the costumes matched their personality. Yeah, I felt like the costumes I, were I can see that like just like leave them in costumes and don't stress on it. You know, like mention mentions oh, like man. mentions like Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't like don't don't mention like three houses. You know, like three houses. I of, but I thought it was oh. funny, like the fact that she was a judge and he was mistaking her for being in one. Like what house start, are you in? They do start talking about yeah, the house. They start talking about that. Well, he says like, what house are you in because he thinks that yeah, once, she's playing a character oh, from Harry right, Potter. Right. I understand, I feel like but, but he said he said it once. Then when she said like Ruth Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg like RBG, then he started like saying oh so Slytherin like so he mentioned like three houses. Yeah, he didn't need to. I, I just like I don't mind it because because ultimately Shaggy doesn't know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is. Oh, okay. So I feel like he's just like oh, okay. <laughs> I understand. It's like because oh, uh, what she says. She says Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and and she says what house are you? And she says no house. She's a Supreme Court justice. And he says oh Slytherin, because <laughs> she's a Supreme Court justice. 
But I like that. I, I didn't yeah, mind I that. Didn't mind I didn't it. mind that, yeah. I can see I can see your quarrel with it, you know, like like that just the idea of like WB pushing their product. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah, it actually didn't even occur to me either. Yeah. I, I or maybe I can understand like later in the in the movie, like not at the very beginning, just like not not to confuse like um just like give it the value, like Scooby Doo. Like yeah, it was like a, 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 a small show on TV, but like it, it it has it has its history, you know. Like especially with, with with some generation, so give it its value. I'm not saying that like yeah, Harry Potter is like something huge. I'm a Harry Potter fan, like and I love Harry Potter and everything. But I I I, I, I don't know. It's just like uh, it took me away, uh, especially at the beginning of the of the movie, you know. Um, on the other side, when they included, like they incorporated the dynamite, the, the the dog and uh, and uh, the blue falcon, you know, that was great because like the blue, they had their their own show and they had they were together in the seventies, <clears throat> and then the 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 way they they killed the blue falcon and announcing that his son is taking over, that's a good part of them to show that they're including them in the team and giving like uh, credit to the to to the old uh, show together, you know. That was something that I liked because they were in the same universe. It's like the Hanna Barbara universe, and and it's it's okay with me, you know. It's not it's not a different universe. It's not like something owned by Warner Brothers and putting them together. Um, the animation was something that like really shut me down from the movie. Like I, I mentioned this at the beginning, I will mention it all the time. Uh, that one thing, the voice, I, I like the voices. Oh, definitely. I liked, yeah. I liked everybody. In particular, like a standout for me was Gina Rodriguez. I I really, really liked Gina Rodriguez as Velma. Yeah. I didn't know it was her going into it. Oh, no. I don't yeah, Desiree, I didn't look up any of the cast. I just knew, of course, Zach Efron. Um, but it was like, oh, that's Mark Wahlberg's voice. Oh, that's cool. And then Gina Rodriguez, uh, at one part, uh, Velma says, like, increíble. And I was like, "Oh, Velma's Hispanic now. What's going on here?" And Desiree was like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Jane the Virgin." And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> and then totally from there on, I caught it. And Zac Efron to me was hilarious. He was friend. hilarious. He was hilarious. Oh, yeah, um, he's a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's really a good friend. Like he he was a good friend. They had some really good lines. Like I love the 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 you have to pay for Netflix like that man. That was, yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. And, and it, it, that was in the trailer, but I really enjoyed it. I also love the um, who did it? why am I uh, oh Amanda Seyfried I I liked her as well yeah oh yeah as Daphne Daphne yeah, was, was she was good yeah, she was good like uh, yeah um, I love the voice yeah. casting like the really the voice yeah. casting was good and Dee Dee like the, this character like it, it it's good it's it's good voice like the I don't know who 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 did her voice but uh, it was a good voice as well oh was that was that the assistant for the Blue Falcon yeah yeah uh, assistant yeah. you mean the leader. Excuse me, she's not the leader. She led the entire time. I'm pretty sure Dino might was the leader. <laughs> um, I I do have one thing I would like to mention to yeah. see if you guys agree. Uh, the pacing was unbelievable. It was just like, first of all, the pacing in the beginning. Huh? Shaggy and Scooby meet on the same day as Halloween to where he meets Daphne and Velma and Fred. And I don't think it's clear that it, it's the same day as Halloween. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure when he's going to the bedroom, his mom says something, and it comes across to me like it's the same day. Oh, I feel like he just said she said like, "Yeah, hey, you and your friend something." Yeah, Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. That aside, that all felt very. Oh rushed. yeah, yeah, because like they were and they then, were on the beach in summer. Like I didn't think it was Halloween. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. 
But um, anyways. It's Los Angeles. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then it was like they're, they're changing things on the same day that Scooby and Shaggy go to this um, bowling alley. And I guess this guy knows they go to the bowling alley and built robots that can specifically turn into bowling balls and bowling pins and then attacks them. And it happens to be his favorite superhero. And it's just, it's just a it was very rushed. It was a lot of coincidences to the point where it was very hard to believe. I feel like you accept that a little bit more from animated movies. Listen, those robots were adorable. No, 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 no. Don't you dare say something like that. Because there are some beautiful animated films and some stories that are just as good as live action. No, I mean, not just as good. Just as good. I mean, if you talk about How to Train Your Dragon, if you want to talk about Treasure Planet, like these are fantastic animated films. And they've got beautiful montages and they've got beautiful like sequences and they are paced well and the story is beautiful. So don't you say because it's animated, it can't be great. I mean, it's great. It's not you know, as actually, like, I agree with Desiree and I disagree with Roland and like several things. Like, yeah, sometimes like you you can have like great, you can let it go with animation. Like, like what you mentioned about uh, this movie, Desiree, but I will not let this go. If it was a, if it was in Coco, because in Coco, it's something that like that's but that's just that's because like, Pixar has set the bar so exactly. high. WB can set the bar high. You, you, they are perfectly capable of setting the bar high. They have good storytellers on staff. Like it, I'm gonna I'm gonna write it off as laziness. Uh, of course, not, I'm, I'm, not as saying that they can't do great. Things. Yeah, especially with four writers, four writers. Like uh, the storyline is horrible. Like the the lines is re- are really bad. Like when you see this, like coming from from four people, uh, yeah, it, it's disappointing. I know, but it's like it's, it's two new writers. It's, it's the writer one, playing one with of, fire. One of and them, the writer and he's writing free guy. Like now, like um, yeah. free guys coming in December and in, in, like the week of Christmas, and I thought like it would be a great one. So, <laughs> but we never know. We cannot like judge. Uh, maybe there are some great animated films out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so Craziness that came out of Raoul's mouth. No, there are some great ones. Bro, something like Up, something like Wally. It's like something like Inside Out. Stop mentioning oh, Pixar. Oh, original, original scripts. Oh, Kubo and the two and the two strings. Like something like uh, it's Laika. It's not Pixar. Something like Kubo. It's a great story. It's a great, perfect, well-suited story. You know. I agree that. Uh... The, the pacing on Scoob was, was definitely off. And, man, that, that last sequence in... In Athens. Oh, my God. Oh, my, my God. gosh. What happened? Yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this scene for the kids, that is so good. They love these things. They love everything that has, like, fire and lava and, like, they cannot jump there and uh, everything will melt on them and uh, they love enjoy... They enjoy watching... Do they? I didn't know this about children. Yeah, they love enjoying these things. But like, and and I believe that's why they they did it for them for this generation. But for us, it's stupid. I'm sorry, like it's really silly. No, but that's but that's like just because kids enjoy a lot of things doesn't mean they don't enjoy well-made things as well. I mean, yeah, like you named a bunch of Pixar films that kids love and they're well done. Lots of kids like How to Train Your Dragon. If Treasure Planet came out today, lots of kids would like it. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
So this is this is a cop out. It's like saying my audience is easy, therefore I'm not going to try. It's not an excuse. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it's a, like a, a, a cheap way to to buy more, like to to attract them more, to to get their attention more. You know, like okay, we know that the kids love it. Let's throw it this way. It's well, animated. if you make movies like this, this is the only generation that's going to see it. So in my mind, that's a failure. You know what's interesting to me, and we're gonna we're gonna close out here in a second. It's interesting to me, I was just thinking about this. Besides what we just mentioned about Athens, mm-hmm. we just had an entire conversation for about 40 minutes about this film. Spoiler free. We did. Good for us. Pat on the back. Yeah. No, try. for me, it, it, it shows that like there's just not... There's, There's not nothing much story to worth talk about. talking about. Yeah, as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's a bad villain. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, anyway, do you, uh, you guys have any other, any final thoughts? Do better. Do. As his final thought is do better. Yes, they were, they, they were not supposed to be rushed. Like, like uh, It's a story like that was there for 50 years. They, also, you said something earlier, Shama, about cast. Like... As far as like big animations go, like cast means nothing to me. Do you know how many animated films are so bad with an amazing cast? Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. And then also, just one more note about like, like you could have thrown a montage in the beginning of Shaggy and Scooby. You did not need to waste so much time with this cop on a bicycle yeah. chasing Scooby so, and doing ridiculous yeah. things. So much Get valuable this. real estate oh, those first couple of minutes. Correct. Why don't you yeah. like introduce us to Scooby and like, Get Scooby to Shaggy immediately yeah. and show us a montage of them growing closer. Yeah. And then bring the rest of the crew li- in. Li- literally, you could have had Shaggy sitting on a beach by himself with this sub and, like, talking to himself. And then you see Scooby in the background walking and, like, somebody, like, kicks him. Yeah, and then he flies you know? and, du- like, go, go Or something. And, and, yeah. And then Shaggy defends him or sense, you know what I mean? Or something like that. And then they connect on that ground as opposed to like Scooby hearing this sad little boy being sad and pathetic and then inching his way towards him. Like, unfortunately, I, I, this is more of director. Like it's, he, he's a, he's a, like it's a TV director. Like it's an episodic director. Like that's the point. He, his vision is like, always like having more coming, you know? Raul, you always say this because you're a writer and you're like, you've got to show people what the movie's going to be like, the vibe of the movie in the first, you know, few moments. Get Shaggy and Scooby together and why not bring them together during a hijinks? You know, because they're always, you know, maybe they're staring at the same type of food and they're both thinking about going at it and then they team up. Like, get us there faster. Yeah, I didn't, again, I didn't mind because I feel like in, in a minute you can have what I said. I didn't mind that they meet on a beach and they connect in that manner and then they, they share food together. Like, I didn't mind that. I just, the cop was just ridiculous. And, like, I didn't mind Shaggy having to come defend him. I just, the cop was ridiculous. The whole chase sequence too long, with the gyro uh, yeah, was ridiculous. Long, yeah. Like, it, it just didn't make any sense. Then the cop is like, oh, I'm satisfied because you gave me his full name. Yeah, his middle uh, yet, name. Yet, name yet, 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 no, yet he, no, that's, it's fine. It's animated. 
Yet he's they're sitting there next to stolen gyro meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he gets to keep the stolen gyro meat and go scot free because he has a middle name. What the heck? Oh, ridiculous. Anyway, listen, guys. I, I, let's let's get to the report cards. Shama, <laughs> <laughs> what's your report card for this? Mm. Oh. oh my god, I feel like I'm. It's cool, so I don't want to be harsh, and at the same time, I have to be fair. I don't need you to be harsh. I need you to be honest. I'm okay. honest, yeah. I will give it six. A six. <sighs> Dre. Uh, 4.5. I'll give it a five. So the M report card is a 5.1? Ooh. We round up 5.2. It's a 5.16. It's a 5.2. What is this rounding? You learn it in math? We've never rounded before in this show. Well, all right. So it's a 5.16 then? Rounding. I feel like that's part of the metric system. Raul, if you're not going to round, it needs to be a 5.16. How's that you know so much about super? Another great line. <laughs> Shama couldn't get to the line. Actually, you know what? You know what? That has to be the best line of the film. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. How is it you know so much about superheroes and so little about the metric system? Metric system. Because I'm an American man. That's it. Wow. Let's let's go ahead and give best line of the movie to Zach yeah. Efron. That's Fred. Excellent. That's why you should learn metric system as well. It's fine. It's okay. so easy. It's so simple. Okay, okay, Mr. Egypt, relax. Oh, Mr. Right. Egypt, like, okay. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Guys, that's what we have for you today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I really hope that you enjoyed, like, uh, we'll talk about Scoob, our emotion. I don't know if you're going to enjoy Scoob, but I hope you enjoyed us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, at least we had a nice scoop while like talking about uh, yeah, no promises on scoop. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that you really enjoyed us, enjoyed uh, the show, and please get us on all the socials at M Report Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can like, subscribe, comment, share. You can leave us a review. You can send us an email at mreportpodcast at gmail or you can visit our website mreportpod.com. Guys, you can find me at home, of course, but if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, Mohamed Shama, M-O-H-A-M-E-D-S-H-A-M-A. Desiree, where can everybody find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Ezerphoto, E-Z-E-R. Okay. And Raul, where can everybody find you? You can find your boy at MReportPod on Twitter and on Instagram. Hey, be part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minority's Report. Peace.